0: That's at night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
1: Our next uh, guest is Ty McCoy, uh, West Pointer, former Assistant Secretary of the Air Force, and uh, one patriotic American. Ty McCoy, tell us what's on your mind today and on Friday of Thanksgiving weekend.
0: Well, John, thank you, and it's very good good to be with you, and I hope you all had a very, very happy Thanksgiving. We're very blessed to be at uh, a... Uh, I'm
1: a leg man. I had a, I had a turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: good. That's good. Well, you've always been a leg man, I think, and a good one. Uh, so uh, we're always real proud to uh, be on your show and be with you on uh, these issues that are so important now to the country. And I was looking back uh, at something that I had uh, written in 1979, uh, or thereabout uh, for the Baltimore Sun uh, when I was helping to draft uh, the uh, Reagan defense plan, the Reagan budget, uh, some of the uh, policies that were going to go forward if the president uh, won, and he did. And it was entitled Strong Believers in a Weak America. It was an op-ed piece. And I think that's what we, we've got right now, which is very, very uh, dangerous and very uh, distracting. Uh, and weakens us in the eyes of our enemies and, and makes them take chances and pose risk to us uh, very, very uh, directly, very uh, strongly, very well-organized threats to us. And basically, we have a, a group of people who are imposing and trying to impose upon us uh, false gods, if you would, false idols, false ideologies, such as uh, green uh, uh, energy that can come from somewhere, even when the sun's not shining uh, and do away with oil and gas, uh, critical race theory, uh, calling everybody white supremacist or some other kind of supremacist, uh, sort of trying to create hate and division, which is really uh, cuts to uh, the, the power of America. And they're strong believers in a weak America because a weak America actually gives them power, gives them power to direct and to oppress and to uh, make money in various ways. And we are letting ourselves, many in the progressive wing of the Democratic Party are are proffering this uh, to sweep aside our history, to sweep aside American values, to sweep aside American strength, uh, not pay our troops properly, not fund the troops uh, and their equipment properly, uh, to uh, reside and and, uh, let happen uh, things that are supposedly beyond our control. Uh, but there are a lot of things that are are under our control if we choose to take action and to unify and to work hard towards them as we have always done. Uh, and so, whether it's the southern border or the fentanyl coming in, or uh, satellite uh, activities by our enemies, uh, things happening in the cyber domain, uh, unfair trade, uh, domination, and uh, taking uh, uh, cruel actions against uh, minorities in their own countries, such as China. China does in, in Xinjiang province, or the Russians are doing inside their country and also outside their country now in, in, in Ukraine. Uh, all of these things are taking place because we appear to have uh, be ununified, disunified over here. And we're choosing to follow false agendas and, and false guides and sweep aside our So, so Ty, Ed Cox here. What's the state of our military now? I I hear we're running out of a lot of munitions that we're supplying Ukraine with. We shouldn't be running out of them. We ought to be able to fight a two-front war. Uh, This is Ukraine against the Russians. It started as a smaller operation. It's getting bigger. But even with the help of NATO, it looks like we are running out of things that we need, and uh, it's going to take a long time to ramp up our production again. were we really ready well, to do a t- two front wars? No. Over time, uh, the uh, the policy and the strategy we'd had for many years, as you very aptly uh, noted, was to be able to fight a two-front war. And then it became to, uh, well, let's fight a, a one-and-a-half front war, and then let's uh, fight a, a one-war scenario and, and hope to delay the, the uh, enemies in the second theater by uh, talking tough and maybe throwing a few – uh, bombs their way and so forth. So over time, uh, our strategy has, has been pulled back uh, because our spending has been pulled back. We used to spend 4% to, to 10% of our GDP uh, on the military. Right now, we're, we're spending about two, two, two and a half. Uh, the other countries in NATO were spending a, a 1%. So for many, many years, we, we did uh, take advantage of the peace dividend and even take advantage of more than the peace dividend by printing money and spending it on things that we couldn't afford and and, and didn't need. Right now, uh, many troops are are living in uh, subsidized housing, living in trailers. Uh, Many of them have had six or seven or eight overseas tours. Some of them are on food stamps. Uh, Many committing suicide on active duty and veterans.
1: Wow. Well, suicide suicide on active duty? How many of those have we had?
0: Uh, We've had a good number. We have some every week. uh, that are depressed. They're sometimes not even in, in a combat theater. They're on bases in the United States uh, because they have family problems. They have problems, uh, you know, with uh, education. They have problems getting medical care. Uh, so there's kind of a shortage uh, all the way around. The military is, is uh, getting kind of the short end of the stick while we're busy sending out, you know, uh, trillions of dollars in stimulus checks to people who are sitting at home on the couch and uh, you know, uh, taking it easy and doing nothing, and and basically taking their the check they thought they were going to get from Uncle Sam and going on vacation and and putting it on Facebook. In the meantime, uh, the military, seeing that they are not respected inside the chain of command for either religious or regional or racial or other reasons, that's one of the reasons that the U.S. military today, most of the branches, cannot meet their recruiting. So there's not. How
1: bad is it? uh, I mean, me and you have been around forever. And I don't know if you know it. Ed Cox was a was a uh, Ranger. uh, Airborne. Airborne.
0: (laughs) Airborne (laughs) Ranger. Special forces. Yeah. Rangers lead the way. And uh, they're a very prime example of the kind of courage and and elite status, uh, humble servants at the same time that they're so strong uh, and they take care of their men. they, They lead them to safety. They lead them to victory. And they stand at, at the ready for uh, all thanksgivings, all holidays, uh, when they're on active duty, even when they're in the reserves. And over time, the elite nature uh, and the uh, esprit and the align that has been in these units and, and so forth is being slowly degraded and washed away. And people are being pushed out of the military. We, we uh, have 40 seconds
1: way. before we gotta take a break. Tell us what you, what you want to tell Americans.
0: Well, I want to tell Americans to uh, continue to give thanks for all the blessings that we have, but to realize that those blessings can be taken away without daily, willful, practical, knowledgeable education about the issues and a willingness to stand up and fight for them in their communities and send their sons and daughters to fight inside the bureaucracy and, if need be, to fight on the fields of battle.
1: Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for our country. And uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you.
0: sounds great. God bless you. God bless. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.